Left. Right. Sip Talk, the wildly provocative podcast. This is it. Uh, actually, tonight we're talking about legalizing marijuana use. I know they just did it today in New Jersey. So uh, I want to know your thoughts on this. Is marijuana a gateway drug? Is legalizing marijuana a good idea, a bad idea? What's going to happen? I uh, love your feedback. So let me know in the comments and uh, see you on the other end. This is Sip Talk. Grab a drink and enjoy. We are live. Welcome to Sip Talk, episode 180. Today we are talking about legalizing marijuana. My name is Justin DiGiulio, out of my basement in New Jersey, joined by James, the Bosnia Boswell philosopher. Uh, what are the other things you do? Uh, referee, uh, professional referee, professional bartender, and most exciting of all, accountant. Shit, you, you caught me off guard. We're talking today about legalizing marijuana. I sound high. Um, we yeah, actually just ran into an I issue. I would have let off, instead of saying we're talking about legalizing marijuana, I just said, tonight we're doing drugs. <laughs> tonight we are doing drugs. That's what it sounds like. I actually we had an issue just now, which caught me off guard, the whole reason, going live on TikTok because... I mentioned the word marijuana in the TikTok uh, live title, and it actually banned us from uh, from going live. So that was, uh, it was a little interesting. I didn't realize what it was right off the bat, but uh, but we were banned because we used the word marijuana. So now I just said uh, legalizing MJ wana, <laughs> and uh, I guess that one works on uh, on TikTok. So hello TikTok, I believe we are live. On the other platforms, those of you who want to get involved tonight can join us live between the hours of 8.30 and 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You just have to click the link in my Instagram profile, and you will pop up on our screen, and we will let you in if we think you're good-looking. But we really won't know uh, until you get into the episode. And uh, we love your perspective on the marijuanas. So, James... What led you, this, this was your topic suggestion, by the way. So I'm curious, because it's a big day in New Jersey history. I'm not a, well, we'll get there. But uh, uh, what made you want to bring this topic up tonight? Um, it's something that has been getting a little bit more traction recently. But it really, in the last, over the last decade, it's really accelerated. Uh, like, I probably have to disclose, I own a whole bunch of stock and pot companies. So my opinions here are not really colored by the fact that I own these positions, but I probably still need to disclose it. I don't think you are legally obligated to disclose your financial interest in marijuana companies uh, for the sake of our episode. (laughs) But but I'm I'm still going to cover my butt. Morally, I'm glad you got that off your shoulders. But yeah, like ever since Colorado legalized it, or even you can go farther back and say that medicinal marijuana was legalized, I think, first in California. Um it's something that I don't smoke pot, but I don't see why it should be illegal. I I somewhat agree with you there as well. So 
let's start off with what the date. So we were recording this episode on April 21st, coincidentally the day after April 20th, which is 420, which is the National Marijuana Day. However, April 21, 2022 was when recreational marijuana use was legalized in well, I was going to say New my Jersey. home state. Yeah, but I don't claim it as my home state. Uh, I spend more time anyways in, in the city. So uh, New Jersey, it is now legal as of today to buy recreational marijuana. I believe there is 16 places that you can buy it as of today. I haven't, I guess I'll hear in the news tomorrow morning when I get up how the sales turned out. I imagine these places were just fucking bombarded with uh, people wanting to buy some weed. Isn't it legal recreationally in New York as well? I don't think it's legal recreationally. I think it might be legal medically. And that or, is Or has it been like decriminalized? So it has been decriminalized meaning you can't be arrested for it. So a couple of things we got to talk about. We got to talk about the difference between legalized and decriminalized and we have to talk about the difference between medical use and recreational use. And uh, we also we also need to talk about the racial disparity, basically the fact that black and brown people and people of color are arrested at a vastly, vastly greater rate than white people are for marijuana use, which I think that in itself would be a reason to just looking at the, the numbers would be a reason to decriminalize it because it only looks like there is one category of people being charged and being criminalized, you know, being held criminally li liable for the use of marijuana. So let me ask you, it's your idea. Where do we start on the great topic of marijuana? Uh, actually, let's start with this. Uh, what are, what's your weapon of choice tonight? Bush ice again. I can't be going too hard tonight because uh, we did a $9 million loan sale yesterday and we are still trying to like tie off some of the ends on that and i'm still not done with it so i've got some mortgage work to do after the cast tonight oh the tying of the ends on the loans okay well that's a good loan that's not a bad loan i have uh see so some bush ice i got some dwarves on ice tonight which is generally my weapon of choice maybe not the best weapon but it does the job uh let's back up a little bit though because i feel like this might get some attention tonight uh but speaking of weapons i spent last weekend pulling weeds and bushes and and just tons of vines and shit off of a bunch of trees in front of my house. I want to kind of replant that area with some nice pine trees to kind of give some privacy from the road. But before I can do that, I have to get all the vines and the weeds because they will just kill anything that I plant out there. While, you know, while I, while I was out there, uh, there were some giant vines, like three inches, maybe even wider, going up some of these trees. And we had to pull these bushes out of the ground. So lots of digging, lots of pulling vines like fucking Tarzan out of the trees. The neighbor came across the street and said, hey, you know, this, uh, there's a lot of poison ivy in this uh, area. So just, just you know, be aware. And she's like, oh, we have some over here. And she's trying to find it. Couldn't find any to point out. Now, I know poison ivy as that kind of leafy. I guess, it, you know, they come it's three in three leaves, leaves. And they're oily looking. Yeah, and they're they're green. I thought they had some red polka dots on them, but what nope. I found since they 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 don't. No, but, they give you red polka dots. Yeah, they give you red polka dots. All right. However, uh, no issues. Didn't have any itchiness or anything. Next day, went back out to work, pulled some more shit. 
Uh, it was not until Monday that I got a little bit of itch on my forearms. And I had uh, I had shaved my head. I shaved my head every day, and I nicked something on the side of my head. Um, felt a little funny, but nothing bad. That night, uh, you know, I was trying not to itch. And uh, the, a friend of mine who came out to help, Bruno, the Italian chef, he came out to help. And he said, hey, I think there was some poison ivy out there. I got it kind of bad, you know, like my armpit or my elbow or something. Uh, I was like, oh, yeah, I think I might have gotten a little too Woke up the next day, further down my forearms, worse on my forehead. And then the next day, even worse. So now we're talking like four days after. Uh, And now it's Thursday, and I did this on Saturday. Um, So something about poison ivy. One, the vines that were four inches, three, four inches across, literally bigger than my wrist. Um, And you could see some of the freaking poison ivy on my wrist. These vines that were bigger than my wrist old ass poison ivy decades old poison ivy that had grown up this tree well i didn't know it could get that big it is the freakiest looking poison ivy you could ever imagine i'm gonna throw some up in the screen yo Uh, i gotta say though be glad that you don't have fire ants i was mowing my lawn on sunday stepped in a fire ant mound and like my ankles got bit up real bad on monday like both of my feet looked like i was diabetic Wow. Yeah, I actually saw a couple of red ants, but nothing, but nothing too bad. Uh, I don't think I'll be able to show this on the. Uh, so yeah, my my plan for this weekend here. is to go to Home Depot and buy whatever tools I need to commit entomological genocide. What is entomology? Study of insects. Oh, so okay, yeah. So you can get some some uh, some good stuff. So I'm gonna text you these pictures. I have it up on TikTok, and then there's another picture of yeah. this boys and I. All right, leave. let's move into the pots. Okay, let's. Okay, I'm I'm down with getting into pot. All right, so so one thing uh, I'd like to talk about is like just how drastically public opinion has shifted on it. So, you, well, where do you want to start? You want to start with that article with the with the stats there? Um, I want to just go with the polls. That, like, I, I don't know if you opened up the the polling report. Are you? I, yeah, I read. I read probably like sixty of them. It just kept going. I think I got close to the end. And they're all kind of the same. The the pattern is very similar. Well, read like the first couple of them, the ones that go like decade by decade. Yeah, so I like this one. So the question is, do you think the use of marijuana should be legal or not? And we're going to go, I'm going to go um, every five years. So in 1969, 12% thought it should be legal. 84% said no. By 1995, it was 25% legal. 73% not. So not a big shift between 69 and 95 in 2000, 31% and 30 and 64% against. Well, th- hold on, wait, 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 back up. Think about 1969 and the 70s. Who was using pot? There was hippies. a it was hippies and it was a it was a a much smaller group. It's a much smaller group and they didn't occupy the majority by any means. Cuz like if you think about stereotypical 1950s America, well, that there are no hippies really, in then. Yeah, but also that that era of like 1950s Leave It to Beaver America really persisted until about 1965 or 1966. We I think we've talked about this in the podcast before that that late the, how we think of the 60s is actually really more the 70s. 
it, right? yeah, like that it kind was of really 68 and 69 where things started to really shift and kind of had the culture of the 60s that we think of. Well, the, yeah, it started getting the attention, the Woodstock. Uh, you know, what year was Vietnam? That was a, uh, 70. Vietnam? Mm, no, it was late 60s that it started. Late 60s? Um, let me yeah, find so out. You, you have that real hippie, hippie backlash culture that's getting the press, that's on TV. People are talking about it, and it's growing. But it's still, it's still that small Technically started in minority. 1954. Oh, shit. Okay. Not have gotten that right. But, uh, and Raj brings up a good point, the amount of tobacco smoking at the time, everybody was smoking cigarettes. Back yeah, I love the, the ads that say, like, doctors recommend Newport. Well, and we'll, we'll, we will get there, but uh, that's kind of how I feel All right, right US now. U.S. involvement was about... 1964 is when we started. Okay, but that's... So the, 1964 that's... to 1973 was Vietnam. Don't worry, I wasn't saying anything at all. Uh, how I feel right now about weed is that we have this hardcore people are walking around like it's, they found Jesus and they're trying to spread the word of the Lord. Uh, you know, saying, you know, weed does this, hemp does this. Look at my shoes. They're made out of hemp. Hemp can solve the, wor- the world's problems. Uh, yeah. And, and so uh, I, I don't necessarily know about that, but I feel like we have an element of the, you know, the doc. The, Doctors recommend uh, Newports when it comes to when it comes to weed. So look, so so let's so where hit the rest of the stats. So you hit All right, so I'm going to say hi to Shahir Abra for real quick. Glad for her to be joining us again. Um, so yeah, in 2000, 31 percent opposed. Uh, 30 31 percent were in favor of legalizing it, and 64 percent were against. So it's still like the national consensus was that pot should stay illegal. Uh, we're going to go forward um, ten years in 2011. It's 50 to 46. So now it's pretty much evenly split. And it's like 2010, it was 46, 50. 2011, it was 50 to 46. So you can look somewhere between 2010 and 2011 is when it was like dead even. Well, look, think about 2000. Who's smoking weed in 2000? Like grunge rock, right? Yeah, and then, college and then, kids. And then still your hippies and your college kids, which, which those college kids and the college kids after them perpetuated the marijuana smoking which is probably why over the next decade it's acceptedness yeah and think about when we were in high school because 2000 lines up dead in the middle of that Mm -hmm. like who were the people that were smoking pot when we were in high school well i don't want to be the one to say it but the ones that were openly and regularly smoking pot were the what we would call the kind of the burnouts yeah, yeah that's there you go like these guys weren't on the top of the socioeconomic ladder in high school. Now, I can tell you that the people that were on the top of the socioeconomic ladder were, were smoking drinking. weed. Well, yeah, but they were also smoking weed just more discreetly. True. And and they were also drinking. But that's that's where also the racial disparity this, uh, comes into Yeah. It comes into play here. So uh, anyways, from 2011 to today, so the last poll that I have dated was in um, October of 2021. Now, 68% of people approve of it. 68% of people now, think that it should be legal. Now. Yeah. Six months ago, which is effectively now. Well, that's effectively now as, as far as polling works. Um, and, and it was th- the same a year before that, like dead on the exact same number, 68 to 32. What I'd like to get is if you guys are watching live on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, wherever, uh, and you want to share some marijuana experience with us, if it's the first time and maybe you had a freak out, whatever it might be, you can click the link in my Instagram and it can bring you right on board into the podcast. You don't have to be on video. You can do audio only. 
you click that link. We would love to hear your marijuana stories. And so if you want to comment about why you think it should or shouldn't be legalized, we want to hear about that one as well. Especially so, you, Maria Salas. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think, uh, well, let me back up. So here's my thoughts as to why it makes sense. And maybe we can hit some of the data and, and it'll cover some of this as well. But one, it's generally already very widely available yeah except it's all being sold illegally well uh, no not well not yeah not in states like california or Colorado. i guess new yeah. jersey today um there's a next to zero mortality rate it's almost impossible to overdose on thc in order to, to overdose on thc you would have to pretty much overdose on something else first yeah or it would have to be laced with something else yeah but like even if you were to have like purified thc it would take so much of it for you to have like a true adverse reaction to the drug itself in terms of an overdose and then also like, look i'm sure you wouldn't feel good but in terms of overdosing now well you might freak out and, the, and yeah. one of the one of the downsides is and we talked about this right before we went on air is uh, psychosis where you you kind of become delusional and detached from reality have some hallucinations and that's why i'm hoping somebody who has tried marijuana for the first time and remembers and wants to share that experience will oh, uh I, I can actually chime in on that because there was a short period of my life maybe a year and a half or two years where i smoked and what made me quit was realizing that like i didn't like where my thoughts were going when i was high like mm -hmm. like i'm not someone that's prone to anxiety or like negative thoughts but mm -hmm. when i would get high that would happen i would just like be anxious or have like kind of disturbing thoughts and it got to the point where i said i don't like the way this makes me feel um so i'm gonna stop yeah i i think you have a lot less control over where your brain goes and what it hyper focuses on mm -hmm. because and i think you know if you hyper it's easy enough to hyper focus on something in the real world when you're when you're not on drugs and you're not high on marijuana but when you are the hyper-focus is that much more extreme. And what the thing about hyper-focus is if you're focusing, if you're obsessing over something in real life, like think about when you're like in, in high school or something, obsessing over a girl or, or somebody goes through a breakup and they're like still obsessive. Uh, imagine, and, and you can't control that, like you're super depressed. Now imagine that being times 100, you have less and less control the more extreme it becomes. So um, yeah. Um and yeah, that's the issue is that you can kind of just get lost in your own head with pots. And it, it's kind of an interesting contradiction where some people with anxiety find that the pots really help them. And other people find who don't have anxiety find that it gives them anxiety or for people with anxiety, it makes it worse. Why, why it has such a differential effect on different people, I will never know. Um, Shahir Abba says that it's addictive. And I don't think that's actually true. I think Not, what I think I think there's a difference between habits and addiction. Well, not at a chemical level. The chemical yeah. So THC. can you get habituated to the pots? Absolutely. Will you have a physical addiction to it? I don't think so. Well, it would be like saying someone is addicted to running, and running isn't. There's no addictive quality to running. But what happens is you kind of habituate it. You get addicted to the things that go along with it, and that's your way to. 
express those chemicals in your brain and, and yeah so like if if your thing is like you smoke pot at some time during the day that's just a habit and you get used to saying okay at eight o'clock at night i'm going to have a joint and but it's different than a true addiction where your body's not going to go through physiological distress in the absence of the drug well I've heard that argued a little bit, but but it, it, it the chemical itself is is not is not addictive. Um, okay, so reasons why I think it makes sense. It's already widely available, next to zero mortality rate. Stoners don't want to do anything. You get somebody all like uh, pumped full of hallucinogens or uh, you know some other wild drugs. They they kind of go crazy in the streets. Uh, alcohol, people can go crazy. They lose their inhibitions. They get behind the wheel. They do some drunk. If you're stoned, like you just want to chill. Like, so you, you, there was an episode of South Park that addressed that, and because there's a lot of fear mongering among the people that are still opposed to marijuana in terms of what it'll make you do, and Shihiraba says that the people that she knows that do it need to do it all the time, and that's a pretty common trait I find of people that smoke, like. Uh, some of the people that I smoke, smoke all the time, like every day, multiple times a day. Well, and that's the habituation and everything. But, but like this, the point that South Park made at like the kind of the ending of the episode was pot's not really going to harm you directly, but it's just going to make you lazy and boring and you're not going to accomplish very much. But, and uh, I don't think there's anything negative about that. It doesn't make you want to do anything crazy. It just makes you really not have much motivation so on an yeah, individual but if you do that too much then you just don't have motivation to do anything and like your your ambitions in life start to deteriorate well you know it it's good for dominoes That's, yeah uh, and taco bell <laughs> uh, i ate taco bell today actually that was probably a mistake but um shihiraba says i see them get very irritable and anxious without it so i also agree with what she's saying in terms of the observation she's making and the, the counterpoint that I would make there would be that I don't think they're addicted to pot. They're using pot as their way to deal with irritability and anxiousness, and they're not building up other like coping mechanisms with how to deal with these problems. They're using marijuana as a crutch. Um, I want to – there's a couple more comments. Hopefully, Rosh will, uh, will send them our way. I just want to round up my list of why it makes sense. Good for dominoes. Uh, stoners don't do much harm. They just don't do much of anything. Yep. Uh, it's uh, good for states' tax revenue. Mm -hmm. um, there would be less crime because we would just be eliminating a category of crime. Well, and there's uh, also the racial disparity enforcement. And yeah, and that's that's the the racial aspect. Um, and then and then I just I really couldn't think of much widespread harm that would come from it. Now. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, and, and when you think about, like, what's the societal level of harm caused by pot, and then you think about something like alcohol or opioids, you're not even, you're talking orders of magnitudes difference. Sure, but I also think it's how how marijuana affects you and how you use it. So I know people who drink a lot. And I know people who, James, I'll let you hit those comments in one second. Sure. And I, I know people who drink a lot and I know people who smoke a lot. Now, the people who smoke, they 
smoke they light up on their their ride in or on their way in on, on their commute in or on their walk into the office on their lunch break they light up on their way home they light up and in the evening they light up now i don't know anybody that drinks alcohol that pours themselves a glass of cabernet on their commute into the office really that behavior is reserved for problem alcoholics for problematic alcoholics now bear in mind uh, weed affects your functionality you're going to be slower you're going to be a bit spaced out uh it's not just like alcohol it's very similar to alcohol so i'm all for it being legalized but it's the usage now many times during the day i have a beer or two on my lunch break and i come back and maybe i'm a bit slower or I, I, you know, misspell uh, something in an email, but it's it's not affecting me in uh, in a great way. So, uh, James, you want to hit these comments, and I, I want to talk. Yeah, a I got bit a about... comment on a different platform uh, by text, um, okay. talking about how legalizing pot would reduce crime. Um, well, like, well, if you le- legalizing murder crime. would also reduce crime yeah. because, like, <laughs> if you eliminate that crime as a category, yeah, uh, it's it, so. Uh, All right. Do you so, want to hit the comment um, that Raj just sent? The Lisa Salazar says the first time she smoked, I had no reaction. I didn't even feel high, so I didn't do it again for until a year later. And then they tried an edible, and I was laughing. I was crying. Too many emotions at once. So edibles are tricky because you don't know how much you're getting until it's too late. Because with yeah. if you're smoking, you're going to get the feeling like first of all you're doing it puff by puff so you're not getting like a massive dose all at once and with each puff you get a reaction in probably 10 to 15 seconds if not less whereas with an edible you eat it and you might have to wait 20 30 60 minutes for anything yeah, uh, we had an in- incident where i was with somebody who had an edible two weekends ago and he he had taken it right before i arrived and i just kind of thought they were they were joking around he's like oh yeah i had a whole one i don't know really you know i I said oh can i see the box uh and then i'm like trying to do the math about about kind of what was in there uh because i don't know much about marijuana edibles and you know i'm more of an alcohol guy um and uh and then we're just kind of chilling out at the bar and this guy's like oh it's hitting me and he puts his head down and uh, then, like, he, I could tell he's, like, his body's kind of going a little limp. Now, he had taken this whole edible, and the guy that, that gave him to him said, I only take a half. Um, so, yeah. you're, you know, and he's like, well, I haven't done it in a while. You know, what, why not go, go big or go home? I'm, I'm just thinking, like, all right, well, I'm only here for a little while. Just you guys do you. I didn't have anything. And so we're sitting in the bar. He puts his head down on the bar just as the food comes. And I'm like, damn, this guy could have held out a little bit longer. Maybe the food would have helped a little bit. Either way, he starts going a little limp, like he's like actually sleeping, and then uh, and then I I, I kind of grab him, I'm like, dude, dude, and so he stands up, and and now we're at a bar, the bar stools are high, right? So he stands up, goes to lean back against the bar stool, and the stool just slides out from underneath him, and he literally does one of these, just tips right over, and and he he kind of catches himself, but then when he realizes that he is laying on the ground which anybody else would be totally embarrassed about. He just goes to sleep. <laughs> he just, yeah, he's like, all right, I'm t- dead. <laughs> took way too much, which is why, like, in California, the, the last couple times that I've had any THC um, has been in the form of edibles. And I like the drinks because the drinks are, again, you can, like, 
they're they're almost like medicine bottles where they're graded by like how many milliliters are left in the bottle. So you mm -hmm. can give yourself a pretty exact dose. Uh, dude, I can't even dose myself with alcohol. I've had like three well, glasses of scotch and we've been live for 26 <laughs> minutes. So. All right, let's get some of these comments. Um, yeah, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of comments. I, I'm really hoping somebody's going to call in and just share a story, and uh, and then we can kick you back off because I want to I want to share my perspective on this. But these comments are are which we love. So yeah, are, so, are so Shakira Rabba says people think they call can, in. You guys got to call in. People think they can like take it while working or driving, and like I think if you had to compare driving while stoned well with driving while drunk, like driving while stoned is preferable because you're less likely to take risks or overestimate your abilities while stoned. So like you, you might make slower. a mistake, but it's going to be at a lower speed. Whereas alcohol, you're just like, Oh cool. I can, I can take this turn at a hundred. I've done it before. Um, Let's do one ten. So Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I'm not recommending either of the practices, but I think again, when you have to look at potential harm, the pot is lower. Um, and Jessica says, the lazy statement is incorrect as it depends on mental strength. So, yeah, I know some people that will smoke pot and then still be productive, but I think they're the exception rather than the rule. Yeah, I would say they're, they're, they're the exception. So, look, look, I want to talk about the, just real quick. I want to throw this data out there so we can actually reference it with what we're talking about, especially when it comes to driving. Uh, one of the articles you sent me today, and you'll have to cite it because I don't remember which one it was. So you can look it up while I'm sharing. But basically their conclusion and uh, what college was it? Um, maybe Cornell, the legalization of marijuana reduces the demand for prescription drugs. Yeah. Specifically drug drugs prescribed for pain, depression, anxiety, sleep, psychosis, and seizures. Now, so people are, people are using marijuana in place of the opioids and for, for pain relievers and in place of some of the other prescribed drugs, which is probably a good thing. Now, it's, it's bad for big pharma, but... My, the, I think one of the negatives that comes with that is when you're prescribed prescription medication, which is how one uses medication that is prescription by being prescribed it, those come with warnings like don't operate heavy, heavy machinery. When you're just smoking some weed, some grass that grows out of the ground, there's no warning that comes on the on the beanstalk there. So, um, you know, I, well, I don't know necessarily. So that, one thing... So one thing the article isn't clear about is whether this is prescribed drugs Correct. or yeah, whether it's illicit use of prescription drugs. Well, I would imagine that they're talking like, about prescribed. There's a difference between if I break my arm and, and the doctor gives me a prescription for some codeine versus I find someone on the street and buy some codeine. Well, uh, I would because they're citing specific ailments. I would imagine that it would be by prescription because that would be easier to track those those ailments. And it sounds like a pretty sound study. Um, but also my thinking is that, you know, a lot of these people who have kind of some minor ailments or their life isn't just cruising at 60, you know, uh, the wind in their hair, they just want something to be high on. And, yeah. and, weed, and weed is a good alternative to being fully zonked out on some type of opioid that basically just shuts you off. So, so. Lisa Salazar says uh, another good comment here. 
Um, I don't believe there's much harm. I just don't think it's good to smoke around people who don't like it, especially in parks where kids are or like or at work. And I think that's pretty reasonable. Well, look, like, first off, it it fucking reeks. Yeah, marijuana. It's not it's not a good smell. I don't think for the same reason I don't think it's good to fart around people. It you know you don't want to be smoking weed around people because it stinks. I you know I don't I don't think people are going to get that high off of secondhand smoke unless you're like trapped in an elevator or a car. No. But but I just think it's kind of rude and also kind of gross because it is some skunky smelling skanky shit. Yeah, but it's the same thing of like someone smoking a cigar in the park. Like you can a cigar is just as pungent. Yeah, I like cigar smell way better okay, than Okay, but marijuana. like you have to be honest and say that, like, if you don't like either smell, they're both pretty strong. I recently learned that in Japan, they are very turned. They don't use uh, smell is is almost like a, a no, like a noise complaints. You know, we like have respect for people and we keep our volume low uh, in Japan. They do the same thing around smell and they're very turned off by tourists, especially European tourists who use a lot of cologne and perfume. Huh. So that's that's something that like if you were to go to Japan, you wouldn't want to be like overly perfumed. You see, that's though... not my experience with the Europeans. So let me quick aside. Um, if you go into a grocery store or like a Target or something and you go to the aisle that has deodorant, how many choices of deodorant are you going to have? I, uh, I don't know. Sixty. Okay, sure. That like a yeah. lot. Right. Yeah. I, I went to a grocery store in Spain when I was living there. And went to the aisle with deodorant. Take a guess how many different choices of deodorant I had. Three or four. The, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, that's but but uh, but Japan when it comes to when it comes to smell, they are they are very reserved. So, uh, let's see what else. Am I, I, got, I I was at a restaurant this uh, this evening, so I like I, this is literally the, my restaurant uh, placemat that I. I was taking notes on. Oh, they give you uh, they 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 give you one of the ones that you can use with crayons. That's very considerate of them. <laughs> uh, actually, did you I, color I, in the lines this time? I ordered a steak and it came out in a sizzling plate, like it came out on the actual like uh, a cast iron plate on a piece of wood, and it was sizzling and it got fucking grease all over my shit. Even though I like moved this out of the way, so it's got like grease splatters. Yeah, I would have thought that the crayon would have repelled that. My shirt's got grease splatters all over it. Uh, uh, right. So I, I mentioned that people just want somebody to get high on uh, hemp shoes. Uh, so how about this? When it comes to legalizing marijuana, because I don't think marijuana is any worse than alcohol. I don't but either. Th but think about the, I mean, there, I don't think there's any way it's worse than alcohol. Uh, but think about the culture that's around alcohol and think about the culture that's around weed and think about the way they affect you. So nowadays, if you don't drink... People have a certain perception of you. you. You're almost, you're almost, you're almost outcast if you if you don't drink. Uh. Yeah. Um, but weed, it's you know, getting high isn't for everybody, and people are much more respectful of you if you don't get high. I think that's because it's illegal. You think? Yeah. I think that it's a that's the long term effects of one of the two being legal, and. There's also just so much more societal like acceptance of alcohol and cultural appropriation of alcohol that marijuana just hasn't had. Because um, like alcohol has been promoted in this country for, with the exception of like the ten or eleven years of prohibition, 
since the beginning of the country. And like, and I mean the beginning. If you look at um, the alcohol, I need to I need to see if I can find this. But like when they were drafting the Constitution, the amount of alcohol that they consumed during that process was astounding. <laughs> I would love to. I would love to uh, um, see some some information. Yeah, the that. amount that people drank in like the 18th and 19th centuries is crazy. So alcohol has just had a bigger role in society for whatever reason. And marijuana has been culturally portrayed as something that minorities and foreigners brought in and is it, well, it's I've just never, been painted I, in a much more negative light. So I, I've never I've never thought about marijuana being a minority and that's and if you look at when it was like made federally illegal, I believe in the thirties, the 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 copy that went along with like the campaign to make it illegal was like very anti Mexican. Like kind of in the same way that like Looney Tunes is racist, you can look at like some of the copy from the uh Looney campaign against racist? marijuana and it was like super racist against mexicans how is Looney? i, I mean I, I haven't watched looney tunes i can't i don't even know what it is um uh, I, I couldn't tell you peppy Le Pew is he a looney tune yeah but like yeah I, i'll see if i can I'll, I'll send you some links because like there are some looney tunes that when you like go back and watch you're like i cannot believe that this was something that they showed kids um well and like it's still valuable to watch because like it's a learning experience in the same way that like if you watch like disney's dumbo with like the three black crows all being just completely stereotype like stereotypes of black people like that that kind of stuff just existed in the 30s 40s and 50s and nobody thought anything of it and now we look at it with today's lens and say that's not even remotely appropriate i i have a i have a so Look, and I'm not saying that like these should be canceled or that people should never but, see them. But, I think it's the, useful to look at my, them and say issue, this is our history. But yeah, and my issue with turning around and trying to cancel that stuff is like if you if they make weed legal across the U.S. recreationally and you smoke all day, all night, and then in 25 or 30 years they make it illegal and they say it's the most terrible thing, and then somebody shows a picture of you smoking weed 30 years prior. And said, you're a terrible person. You're like, well, I was just kind of doing what everybody else. It was okay to do. I didn't, you know, now, now I agree with you actually. But back then I didn't have the enlightenment that I have now. Yeah. That's, you know, I, it's, it's really difficult. That's the issue with like prosecuting people, unless it's like really, really bad, like rape or something like that. Prosecuting people for things that happened so, so long ago. And I think there's a certain statute of limitations. Well, it varies that, based on the crime. Yeah, that that's kind of what I was getting at. The, a certain statute of limitations that based on the crime and the severity of the crime. Um, I mean, okay, that's what the statute of limitations is for: is to make it so that like you can't be prosecuted for something after a amount of times. That otherwise, like you could just be open to prosecution for anything. Like after so, a certain amount of time, it's no longer worth it. So we we're talking a little bit about about racism back in the twenties and thirties and forties. Let's talk a little bit about racial disparity in marijuana arrests. Because so this I, one is wild. Well, it okay. So I f hang on before you give the numbers. I want to share that I tried to do some research as to why there was such an insane statistical uh, disparity between white people and people of color. 
people of color was what was commonly used. I didn't hear if it was black or Hispanic or uh, Asian. I'm guessing it probably wasn't Asian, but no. Um, well, what I'm seeing in this article is they're using the term black. Okay, so what what article and and what is that? So the one that this I'm talking is from about, normal.org, and okay. so. A 2021 analysis of marijuana-related arrests in 2020 of in New York City's New York five City, borough yeah. showed that people of color comprised 94% of those arrested. 94. So nearly and, every nearly every arrest yeah. was was a person of color. And so, and th- what's important to note is that black and white people use marijuana at statistically similar levels. Uh, yeah actually very very important yeah so it's basically 50 50 usage yeah in terms yeah like there's no difference in terms like if you're black or white you're no more or less likely to smoke all right so a 2021 analysis from milwaukee county in in wisconsin showed that black wisconsinites were 4.3 times more likely than their white parts than their white counterparts to have been convicted from using marijuana the worst disparities were in Ozaki County, I don't know where that is, where black people were 35 times more likely to be arrested and Manitowoc County where they were 30 times more likely to be arrested. So I couldn't quite find out why this was. I, I spent a lot of time this evening trying to think about why black and brown people of color would be arrested and and charged that much at of that much at a higher rate and here's and and i could be wrong on this okay i'm just i'm sharing with you my experience um now i know considerably more white people that smoke marijuana or have smoked marijuana now when i picture white people smoking marijuana i picture a bunch of college kids smoking in a dorm room blowing the weed smoke out of a paper towel roll stuffed with uh, uh, paper towel roll stuffed with fabric softener sheets, those bounty sheets. Is a filter? Yeah, so they suck up the marijuana smoke and they blow it out the paper towel roll. And in the paper towel roll, there's a bunch of uh, downy fabric softener sheets in the paper towel roll. And then they're puffing it out the window. Okay. That's my image in my head. When, when I know of the people that I know smoking weed. Uh, now, it's a little, you know, it, 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 my vision of white people smoking weed has, in New York City, kind of people sitting on their fire escape smoking. Now, let me tell you, somebody, now I'm around a lot of people. I have the, 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 the perspective of somebody who's lived in Manhattan for the last 12 years or so. Um, and the, the thing that comes along with living in Manhattan is exposure. So you have a lot more exposure to people. You have a lot more exposure to culture. You have a lot more exposure to kind of general society and general zeitgeist uh, than, than you do outside where the populations are not as dense and the cultures are not as dense. So I'll tell you something. When I walk down the block, and this is almost an everyday event, I walk down the block every day, but nearly every day I smell weed on the block, a block, any block. Now, the source of that weed, let me ask you, you think it's coming from a white person or a uh, person of color? Almost, you don't have to answer, I'll just give you the answer. And it was almost implied by the tonality I used. Almost always it is a person of color. So that makes me think that it's 
easier to arrest a person of color because of the way that they're using marijuana? Yeah, it's a complicated question. It's, but I can't figure out why else black and I don't think the cops are saying I mean, the let, only let, other let answer is police down. are racist. And I think we've got ample evidence on that uh, to justify that conclusion based I, on a lot of other things. Sure. But if, if it was a simple police or racist, I could see the New York City stats being 65 percent uh, people of color, 35 percent white. But it's 94 percent people of color. That's where. I'm well, the question is, like, be, if you can, if be. the police catch a black person or a white person with similar quantities of marijuana, who is going to get arrested? Hmm, that's a, I didn't think about that, actually. But I feel like I, I know a lot of white people where, like, the police have been like, all right, just give us the weed. Yeah. And I wouldn't imagine that would happen uh, to a to a minority. So I'll I have a friend that. who was caught in college with an ounce of pot in his dorm room. And he got arrested for it, and he didn't even get charged with a misdemeanor. And like an ounce, if you haven't been around pot, an ounce is a lot. I, I haven't been around pot. Uh, definitely not an ounce is a lot. Like. Can you and show me with your hands what an ounce looks like? Probably like close to that much. Like a, like a big Ziploc bag? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. All right. And so he, he was, got arrested he was for it. And he well, had to pay friend. some fines, and like he wasn't allowed to purchase a firearm for a couple of years. But after oh, he got okay. like. Like he was booked and like, and like probably immediately released on bond or maybe even no bond, but yeah, he had to pay a fine and he couldn't own a firearm for a while. But coming out of the experience, he just said, "Thank God I'm white." But I, not I, not disparaging black people, but just like acknowledging that like if he was black, he probably he had would have been in prison. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I. But again, the fact that the the stats are ninety four percent of the arrests in, in New York City, and I can tell you, in living in New York City, uh, my perspective is basically everybody's equal. It's a social. Well, also, stop and frisk. But stop you and know, frisk. But, stop but, and frisk. But, Who did that target? But for the most part, you know the way the. I don't, I don't Yeah, well, stop and frisk. Obviously, it, it, you know, if you got like baggy jeans on, your pants are hanging over your ass, and 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 you look a bit uh, ratchet, police are going like right after you. And even if you're doing nothing wrong, even if you're doing nothing wrong, and it could be again cultural, which unfortunately, but the it's uh, I I just don't know why. I don't know why the numbers are that vastly. Ninety-four percent is huge, yeah. and uh, and and it, and, it, and I think if any reason to decriminalize marijuana uh, as as being criminal, it would be that. It would be that somehow it's just crazily unfairly targeting uh, minorities. Is my, my biggest argument would be. So Colorado, I think it was 2012 that they legalized it in the state just entirely. They just said, no longer criminal. Businesses can operate and sell marijuana in the open. We will not arrest you. And yes, we'll tax it and we'll regulate it, but it's legal. And at the time, that was huge. It was the first state to do it, and it was a tremendous experiment on their part. And they took a lot of risk. And if you look at what happened in Colorado... Um, if you were to have to say what happened, the short answer would be nothing bad. No, yeah, and that's that's and Colorado is no. I was just in Colorado. Colorado is known for 
marijuana use. Want to say hello to Lisa on YouTube. Welcome, and to yeah, YouTube Peter. Live. If you got something to say, we'd love to have you join in on the cast, video or audio or both. I actually talked. I talked to Pete actually right before the podcast, and uh, and he shared with me. He's he's now he works at a bar in Midtown, cool Irish bar. Pete's an Irish dude, uh, and uh, he works at an Irish bar in Midtown. He's saying that Fish was in town. Fish is known for. Yeah, they're the Grateful Dead 2.0. Yeah, you go to any fish concert, people are smoking uh, in 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 the uh, concert, in the, in the stadium, wherever you are. Lots and lots of smoke. Uh, and he said that there was, for whatever reason, a ton of balloons. Like, all these people had all these balloons. And that people were just going wild in the streets around Madison Square Garden, which is near where the Irish party works at. Um and they were sucking the helium from the from the balloons. Yeah, that, that, that doesn't. That's weird. Well, I also imagine. Yeah, that is weird. I, I I've never I, I never got that. You know, I never I never been one to want to have a high voice. Uh, and uh, and that's what the helium does. That's what the helium yeah. does for you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my argument would basically be that like the racial disparity in enforcement is a huge issue. But you can just look and say, what what's the worst case scenario if we legalize it? And you can look to Colorado or any of the other 15 states that have legalized it and say, nothing bad's happened. In fact, Colorado has like been able to take all the revenue, the tax revenue from the pot sales, and they've been able to put it back into their education system. And they've been able to put it into treatment centers for people that want to like, stop doing drugs. It, they, they've been able to put that money to good use. Education would be a great use. Education would be a great use to use that tax money. And then obviously drug rehabilitation. And, you know, we, I think we talked a couple episodes ago about needle exchanges and things like that, or maybe that yeah, was harm reduction. Um, but, uh, you know, those are good programs and people who are going to use drugs are gonna, going to use them. The goal is to rehabilitate these people and the people that have mental issues to take care of them, treat them. But, but the people using drugs illegally and, and that's a bit of my issue, is if we're replacing these prescribed drugs with people who don't have to visit the doctor's office and just kind of self-treat their disorders, that's one of the downsides that I that I did think about with mar- marijuana use. But um, I... Yeah. Um, uh, actually, so another comment from, uh, from, from Kevin is that hemp's illegal status can be traced back to big oil and big paper because the hemp product threatened both industries. So they demonized everything about the plant because they wanted to keep their monopolies. Mm, interesting, but I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't give a fuck where the paper comes from or where the where the material comes from for making shoes. Yeah, but if you're a paper producer, you do. If you, yeah, but I don't, and that, and I, I really think most people don't. It's just the relig- religiosity factor behind the hemp and the marijuana use. That, that I don't get. And, and I tried to do a little research also about lung cancer and marijuana smoke. But let me ask you a question. First off, this is what I found. A couple of things. What's in cigarettes? What are the chemicals? What, if, you're, if you're a cigarette manufacturer and, and you, you have tobacco leaves coming through one door and cigarettes leaving the other door, what else is being put into those cigarettes? Uh, it depends. Some cigarette man- manufacturers, like like Native American Spirit or whatever, those American ones spirit. are just paper and tobacco. Like the tobacco is not really treated or anything. And so the, the filter the, plus the what? filter plus the, the filter. The filter is just like polystyrene that like doesn't actually do anything. 
Um, oh, the yeah. reason why filters were in, like filters do nothing. Um, filters were invented as a response from the cigarette industry to make it seem like cigarettes were less harmful. No, but well, filters, filter... in terms of like, if you smoke a filtered versus an unfiltered cigarette, the effect to your body and the amount of tar that you're bringing into your lungs about the same. Yeah, very, very, very minimal difference. But there are some chemicals that are in the filters. That, the, the, that... They don't, the filters don't add any chemicals that are introduced to your body. Um, what goes into marijuana? Well, pots. So you, be pretty so much. Wait, the same oh, you, as... you made an argument for the purity of cigarettes, and you used American spirits as an example. That I'm is... not making it. I'm not saying that they're good because the thing is, even when you burn tobacco, like, the, sure you're getting the nicotine, but you're also getting all the like carbonized deposits that are like in the smoke and the tar in the smoke, and like, take us if you want to run an experiment, light up a cigarette, put the filter to a napkin. And then try and like breathe in through the napkin, and then look at the color of the napkin on the other side of the filter. That's what's going into your lungs. Yeah, very, it's going to be brown. Difficult. I can promise yeah. you that. Um, so now with marijuana, what's going into what's going into the, the you're going to roll some marijuana with some rolling papers? It's basically the same. I think there's less tar in marijuana just by virtue of like the physiology of the plant, uh, but now... it's not harmless. Now, uh, here would be something to Google, tobacco lungs versus weed lungs. Now, what I found, and I know you're, you're searching that right now, what I found was that the results I got for weed lungs were actually worse than tobacco lungs. I expected them to be about the same. So Maybe weed one of the reasons, One of the reasons could very well be that when people smoke a cigarette, they tend not to hold the smoke in their lungs very long. It's usually puff like inhale and then immediately exhale. So it's kind of the same motion as breathing. Probably whereas people that smoke a, a carton of cigarettes. Right. But whereas people me. who are smoking pot very often breathe it in and hold oh. it as long as they can. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you, so what are the results show that you got? Um, nothing conclusive yet. Okay. What I found was that the weed lungs were actually worse, although I don't necessarily believe Here, it. I'm seeing marijuana out. shown to be less damaging to lungs than to tobacco, but it, it they both damage lungs, but I think it's going to be, one, the like overinflated lungs thing that I just talked about, where like you're taking a super deep breath and then holding it in, versus like tobacco by itself is just much more harmful because of the chemical compounds that exist when it is burned. So let me let me ask you this: What's what are the what are the negatives with legalizing marijuana? <laughs> There's a lot of dead air here. Um, what are the negatives with legalizing marijuana? Can you think of any? Is is marijuana as it was painted during the uh, early '90s a gateway drug? You smoke some marijuana, now you're doing heroin next. I don't buy that. Um, and then I, I, my my view is that I can't, if heroin I can't was think a, of many negatives. Hold on. So I want to address the marijuana as a gateway drug thing. I think that like marijuana as a gateway drug is an accidental property where like if you were if you eventually ended up doing cocaine or heroin or something and marijuana was the first drug that's just because it was more available. You were going to do cocaine or heroin, 
and marijuana just happened to be first. But it's not like marijuana caused you to say, well, I smoked some pot, so I might as well do a line now. Um, I just, uh, the, I, anybody that I know that has done any drugs whatsoever, be it pot or pot plus other things, or just other things, like, the pot's not related to the other drugs. Um, so... I, I can't think of a single person that says, you know, it all started when I smoked my first joint. <laughs> Yeah, I don't see marijuana as a as a gateway drug. Let me ask you. I was trying. Uh, Shiraba to... says weight gain. <laughs> yeah, that could be that could be a negative of weed. Yeah, I know Not... some fat potheads. Um. So, but but I want to ask you kind of the level of drugs. So you know, I thought like caffeine and then alcohol and then weed and then cocaine and then like what's after that? Because then you get to like ecstasy. ecstasy and 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 then but then you get to like crack and meth then you get to heroin so um, it gets it gets dark pretty no, pretty quick yeah but you're I, I there's a really good uh there we go I, let me see if i can find it ranking president study ranking the uh crap i need to um this might work but there's a it's lot nice of to misconceptions you across google while, while well well <laughs> I'm curious what you're looking for because I, I can imagine what you're looking for. And I imagine so there's it's exactly a, there's a, like a two-way plot in terms of – it's either a two-way plot or a four-way plot that kind of ranks the addictiveness of a drug and the harm that the drug does to you. And so like you could have a drug that is super addictive but not terribly harmful, and that would be something like nicotine which nicotine by itself, ignore the fact that like smoking cigarettes is bad or anything else, nicotine by itself doesn't do a lot of harm to the body. Like it's a mild stimulant, but I, I you're agree. not going no, to have like severe really health effects yeah. unless you overdose on nicotine, which you can do, but nicotine by itself is not going to do a lot of harm to your body. Um, have, you ever have you ever overdosed? Have you ever overdosed on nicotine? There's a difference between having too much and overdosing. Well, I mean, I can tell you that I've had too much nicotine. Like, I've tried some of that nicotine gum. Yeah, and you get, and like, lightheaded and, like, kind of nauseous. Dizzy, nauseous, yeah. Yeah, that's not overdose. Think oh. about the difference between, like, drinking too much and alcohol poisoning. Okay. Fair enough. Like, have I drank too much versus before? Versus being drunk, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, another good example of drugs that are, like that are thought to be super harmful but actually aren't and this is not me endorsing you doing these drugs this is just laying out the facts okay, is, i don't um, really want to do them so ecstasy or mdma is mm -hmm. very like non-addictive like, right not i don't know about addictive but in terms of like the harmful effects on the body very minimal like oh, the okay. reason why ecstasy is considered dangerous is because a lot of times the environments in which it's taken in are dangerous environments and so ecstasy causes you to engage in dangerous behaviors but it's not the drug that's causing the harms to your body it's the behaviors you're doing so if you're at a rave and you're dancing and you're not drinking water then you're gonna get dehydrated and have problems there and ecstasy made you feel so good that you didn't care that you were dehydrated but like if you were to take ecstasy in an environment where you're not doing those behaviors you're gonna be okay now there's other drugs like uh, my mom is a psychology professor, and her area of study has been like 
one of the main ones has been drugs and human addiction. And I asked her, what's the worst drug you can do? And like at the snap of a finger, she just said meth. On that note, we're going to lose the live stream. We'll carry a few minutes later on uh, the TikTok and the uh, Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, Insta- uh, YouTube. But we're going to lose the Instagram stream. So we want to thank you guys for joining. Uh, make sure you subscribe to this podcast so you can catch the full podcast. And look, if somebody tells you, try this drug, you will like it, just say, no, thank you. I know I will like it. I'm going to pass this time. Unless, of course, it's legal, then you're welcome to try it. But that's my advice. That's what I tell my uh, my younger family members. Uh, don't uh, just tell them, I know you'll like it. I know I'll like it. And that's usually the selling point. Try it, you'll like it. No, no, thank you. Thanks, I know I'll like it. Uh, on that note, though, we are off of Instagram, and uh, we'll continue this conversation for a couple of minutes. Yeah, so, like, meth and heroin are probably at the top in terms of harm. Um, meth being a pretty significant leader over heroin. Um, and, and why Why and, is this? As, as, your, as your mom shared uh, kind of the stats yeah. or, or like what the factors are? Well, let me explain how this works. Um, so, meth, meth and cocaine should be considered in like the same area, and the reason is the 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 receptors that they activate in the brain. So, we all know what dopamine is, right? Mm-hmm. So it's the reward chemical of the brain. So you eat a good meal. You you just had sex. You just won a game. The dopamine is going to be released. Dopamine makes you feel good. So what happens is you've I got your two... Re- feeling, I find a sex feeling to be better than the just had sex feeling. So I don't know if I... Whatever. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Um, so anyways, you've got your receptors, and you can think about it like you've got one side, and then you've got the receptor on the other. So the drugs, the, the, the neurochemicals come out of this side, and they get absorbed on this side. And so what happens is, under normal circumstances, you've got some dopamine that's released, and then it gets what's called reuptaked. So it basically just gets absorbed back into the system and is no longer active, which is why like, the rush that you feel from a dopamine hit does not last very long. Mm-hmm. So cocaine is what is called a dopamine reuptake inhibitor, which means that when you get a hit of dopamine cocaine blocks the reuptake of it. So anytime something good happens, it doesn't fade away as fast. And like, if you're having lots of good things happen, then you can have a pretty significant buildup of dopamine in the brain that makes you feel good and continuing to feel better because it's not getting reuptaked. You can think about it like a bathtub where you plug the drain, where like you've got the water flowing out, that's the dopamine, the drain is the reuptake. And cocaine is kind of plugging the drain so that the water fills up. So that's cocaine. And you can see why it would be addictive. Because it makes you feel better because you're getting, like, the water level of the tub is raising higher than it normally is. Yeah. All right. You know what meth does? No. So. I feel like it might destroy the receptors, though. It it does over time. Um, But. What meth does is cocaine doesn't affect the rate of dopamine being released. You've got the okay. sink turned on and the water's coming out at whatever rate it was. It's just not draining as fast, right? Okay. 
Meth says, how much dopamine do you have in reserve right now? Go ahead and fire all of that off. <laughs> all of it. Okay. You can see why that would be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Because afterwards, you are left empty and, and fiending for anything that's going to make you feel good. Mm-hmm. Which is likely you're not going to get that by eating a nice slice of pizza or having a good steak or having some sex. You're going to get that by having more meth. Yeah. Because the only thing they can compete with, give me everything you've got, is give me everything you got again. Yeah. Uh, uh, let me share some live stats that we took during the podcast here. Uh, let's see. So number one was, have you tried weed? And we, we didn't get too, too many uh, results. We got about 40 results. And 64% are saying, yes, they've tried weed. Versus 36% are saying, no, they have not. That's that's about what I would have expected. Yeah, so, I mean, roughly two-thirds yeah. have tried weed. Uh, and then the next question was, which is better, smoking edibles or nothing? And 44% smoking, only 11% says edibles, and then 44% says none. Yeah, I, I'm in the none. Um. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of like uh, smoking weed, man. It's not like I actually like smoking cigarettes. I don't smoke cigarettes, but I like smoking cigarettes. Like every once in a while, I have a cigarette. I don't have that super addictive personality. The problem is, I do like I'll smoke a cig. I'll smoke a cigarette in in like forty seconds, just the same way I drink, and uh, probably not the best way to be smoking cigarettes. But I don't have that crazy addictive personality. Um, when it comes to weed, I just I don't like the smell, and I'm not crazy about how weed makes me feel. You know, I've been lucky enough to try most things when I was also younger and broker. So even if I did like something, trying to get it back in the right. And when I mean broke, I mean like you're stretching a box of spaghetti over three nights broke. <laughs> Right. Like and you're spending one dollar on, on your lunch during the day. So you're basically you're spending two dollars. You're spending uh, four dollars over the course of three days for food. So that's what I mean by broke. And I, I've been lucky enough to have occupied those circles. And we talked about socioeconomic use. Uh, I've been lucky enough to occupy those circles when I was in a rough socioeconomic place. So there was no. Yeah. Option. Click the link that I just shared in the chat. Okay, and this is the frontier uh, frontiersin.org yeah. yep. or frontiersin.org. Because remember, we're live, so it's tough to uh, yeah, harm frontiers. to users versus harm to others. So harm to others on basically all this stuff is pretty low. It looks like crack and meth and heroin are pretty high. Alcohol, also surprisingly high. Cocaine, uh, also high. What's GHB? GHB, uh, roofies, date rape drug, I would think which can also be used recreationally, like not for the use of others for your own purposes, but like dosing yourself with GHB. So, so here's the thing, though, is when you say harm to others versus harm to users, typically the users of the date rape drug are not the not the people intentionally taking it versus alcohol. The users of the drug are the ones intentionally taking it. Uh, this is an interesting. 
Yeah, but there's actually it's it's really pretty similar the ratio of harm to others versus harm to users. I don't see anything drastically anything that drastically yeah. stands out. Heroin actually seems a bit from what I'm looking at seems like heroin and crack seem the highest. Yeah. And I wasn't able to find the exact chart that I wanted, but like I just don't see the reason to keep marijuana illegal when it is so much less harmful than alcohol by pretty much any metric. It's the, I, I mean, I couldn't the, the, I couldn't think of great reasons to make it legal, but I, I could think of reasons to make it legal. And then I couldn't think of any reasons to make it illegal or, or keep it illegal, except for the major, major negative was the racial disparity that for whatever reason, whether it's racism or not, I don't think it's just blatant, straightforward racism, that cops are arresting minorities at a higher rate. I imagine there's some other factors like, you know, and, and uh, like black people using it on the street or something. I can't, I can't, I can't, I think, of, like, I can't think of good, obvious reasons that, that just don't but sound like, racist. Yeah, but I... I We'd have to. That's a completely separate topic to delve into the reasons for it. But ninety-four percent versus six percent in New York City is like is almost like the police are out. And I mean, the people that are on the, the far, far left are going to say, "Yeah, that's how it is." But there are other factors involved there. You yeah, know? but we don't have the time to research them right now. Yeah. Um, let's try uh, and find something to wrap on. Well, I, I think the the rap would, would really be that we both kind of agree that recreational marijuana, not just not just medical marijuana, but recreational marijuana should be allowed by the states and that there's more harm in making it in, in keeping it criminalized. Um and when it comes to the majority of the other drugs, you shouldn't try them. And if something's illegal also, if you're a non-marijuana user now and it is illegal in your state, you should probably still avoid it. You shouldn't, you know, if, if you're, you shouldn't do things that are illegal. I think that's, that's also a good yeah. general rule. But like the times that I've been out to California, like it's you completely talk about, legal oh, there. Hold on, let's, let me just acknowledge this. You keep talking about using weed in California. Which is a place so, where it's legal. So you're not doing yeah, anything so bad. Cool. Right. You're not so breaking like, laws. When I was there the last time I was there for like eight days or whatever, and on like day seven, I had a very small dose of like a drink. Like I bought so of the entire drink that I bought, I might have had twenty five percent of that one drink and then I left the rest for my brother. Um so it's like when I'm in I California, just because it's legal doesn't mean that, like, all right, first stop's dispensary. Yeah, also because you don't have that addictive personality, which is a really which is a really good trait when it comes to drug use. But also, if you are, and this is a disclaimer. As I smoke you, my e-cig. If you are ever to try any drugs, which I suggest that you do not, because I think if you're asking yourself whether or not you're going to like them, the answer is yes. because idiot they're fucking drugs that's how they chemically affect your body they chemically release chemicals that make you feel good so you are going to like them 
if it's illegal and you're not already doing it, it's not going to bring any value to your life. Pretty much anybody who does drugs will say, I wish I didn't start. Yes, even if it's just a cost issue. They're spending a lot of money on drugs. Um, but on that note, that's that's my leaving sentiment. Don't 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 do drugs, people. It's, yeah. it's not good for you. And it's expensive as shit. Anything else you want to add, James? Raj? Nah, I'm good. All right. So that wraps this episode, episode 180 of Sip Talk. Those of you who have listened this far live, make sure you go to YouTube. You go to the audio podcast platform of your preference and subscribe to us. And also click the links and, uh, and read the copy in the description of the episodes because we have some, some good questions, some, uh, some fun links in there. And uh, we would love to see you interacting and suggesting future episodes. So make sure you comment what you want to hear about. Thanks, Lisa, for joining on YouTube Live. And everybody on TikTok and those of you who are on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch, thanks for joining. On that note, thank you to Rosh Galeb for feeding us your comments. Adios, everyone. Cheers, guys. All right, you made it to the end. If you haven't already subscribed, well, you know what you got to do. Otherwise, you have no business being here. You have no business having lasted this long into this podcast without being a supporter. I think it's only fair, don't you? All right. See you guys next time. I like PBR. I just got priced out of it.